Hi, I'm Deanne Fitzpatrick, and this podcast is called Create Beauty Every Day, brought to you by my studio, HookingRugs.com. After the podcast, be sure to go over to HookingRugs.com, where you can find free courses about rug hooking, learn all about our kits and supplies, and sign up for our Sunday letters. If you have time, be sure to rate and review this podcast. It means a lot. Now, on with the show. This is one of my favorite subjects. Oh, it's a good one. It's a good one, isn't it? It really is. Really is. Yeah. I think about like rug hooking has brought me to my authentic self. I think art brings people to their authentic Mm -hmm. self. I don't think that's anything special to me. But I think about when I first started like uh, a business and that I just, the the, the thing that people liked about me was that I was just myself. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, uh, you know, uh, I thought, well, gosh, that's great. <laughs> I can manage that, you know, right. like I, I can, I can, I can be that <laughs> I can handle that because there were so many things that I thought I couldn't handle, like hiring people and, you know, uh, being somebody else, first of all, because you mm-hmm. start to feel this pressure sometimes to be something that everybody else is being. And I, I'm just not able to, right? Right. Right. Nobody can. Nobody. No one can sustain that. No. You can only sustain being you. <laughs> it's, and that's hard enough. <laughs> that's hard enough. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like, if you're not authentic, you just, it's, it's just going to fall around you, I guess, if you're not being yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, My father was really big. I lived in Newfoundland in this tiny rural area that was built around an American Navy base. So um, we had Americans living there since the forties, right? It was the most easterly point in Newfoundland. So it was a really important point during, during the war. And uh, my father worked on that American Navy base. And a lot of women would go, uh, a lot of women, two of my sisters included, would marry Americans and go to the States. And Newfoundlanders have a, a thick accent. Um, I control my accent a little bit now you know when I'm speaking on but you can pick it up every once in a while and I remember when I went to Ireland people were like is she trying to talk like us (laughs) (laughs) what's going on you know but I I still have uh an accent and I remember my father when someone would come back and they would come in and they would say terms like y'all or terms that like we would say ye are you going are you going to whatever because it was very Irish sort of there's still a lot of there was still some middle English in her language and I remember my father like telling me I'd sit with him watch tv while my mother went to bingo and he would say honey keeping your accent is a sign of intelligence that's what he would tell me after a girl would come back with this heavy American accent after being away for six months you know and and it was it was always important to me. So now if someone says to me, you don't have much of an accent, it sort of riles me up inside, right? Because I still oh, feel- yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll show you. I can turn it on. I, well, yeah, it is me. You know, I can turn it on. And I also feel like 
oh my God, am I, have I lost my accent? Am I, Mm -hmm. you know, am I not intelligent enough to be myself, right? Mm -hmm. It's just a really interesting thing that he kind of instilled in me without any intentions, really. He was almost just making a comment, you know, that we were to be ourselves, that we were not to be something else. Don't be ashamed of it. I'm there and not to be ashamed of it. Right. No. And, uh, and I can still, uh, you know, I can, a Newfoundland accent is just, uh, you know, we shorten our words and our, 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 it's just the way we talk and I feel comfortable with it and familiar with it. And it is who I am. And I sometimes feel like, am I not being myself? Cause I slow it down because I want people to understand what I'm saying, <laughs> you know, but that is part of what we are, what we are, the way we were brought up. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I think about uh, like, sometimes my parents lived in a, in a trailer for two years when I moved here, when I was 16 years old and I was very lonely. I left Newfoundland and I moved to Nova Scotia and we lived in a trailer in my parents, uh, in my sister's backyard. And, and I remember at times feeling uh, almost embarrassed by that, that, you know, and, and once years ago, I was listening to Peter Zowski, who was the morning show for all of Canada. And there was a woman on it. And uh, the woman was just talking about uh, uh, her life and how she how she lived. And she said, it's not what you got. It's how you keep it. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I, I uh, that just resonated with me because my mother kept our home nice all of our lives, whether we were in a trailer or whether we were uh, uh, in our, you know, we lived in this big ramshackle house and on a hill over the beach. And it was always, it was always comfortable. It was always warm and there was always food and there was always something brought out for guests and people were always welcome. And that is my authenticity. That's what I need to carry into my life. What's yours? I think there's so many layers to authenticity, but as you were talking, it made me think about a time that I was at an art retreat with um, Jillian Lee Smith uh, along the shore in Scotland. And, and I was watch. I was sitting on the floor um, because I like to sit on the floor a lot and I'm sitting on the floor. I'm watching her do a demo and she's doing a demo of, um, you know, women, uh, carrying, you know, things and, that uh, she's doing it with the tall buildings, these little cottages, um, along the sea and, and, and it hits me all of a sudden and I'm watching her do this pastel demo and I start crying. Um, I just have tears coming down <laughs> my cheeks And my friend Alexis, who had gone to the workshop with me, is looking at me like, what is wrong with you? What is going on? And and what it was is that here I was watching Jillian create work based upon her story, Mm -hmm. her um, authenticity. She was sharing um, art and connecting and finding beauty in these villages near where she has grown up. And, and I was realizing, gosh, 
why am I not also making art that where I grew up was like farmers and hard workers and um, cornfields and silos and old barns and country roads and beautiful, beautiful parts of my past. Um, and, and there's such a big part of how I think and um, how I love on people and what I was taught and the people I was surrounded by. And why is that not making an appearance in my art? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and then, and so just even like these stories, these elements, these marks, they don't have to mean that I have whole paintings, but, um, but it, it really taught me what are my marks? Mm-hmm. What are, what symbolism that actually means something to me? Mm-hmm. And, Those and it, are your symbols. Those are your, yeah. These, yeah. And, yeah. and so often I'll hear other people say like, oh, learn how to make intuitive art or do this or do, you know, these kinds of classes. And, and I think about authenticity and authenticity in life, authenticity in art. And I was thinking about like, what, does that mean? And first of all, if we're talking about our art, it means that um, I have to show up in practice. Like I just, there's no way around. I cannot learn to be authentic, like authentic at all, unless I have spent (laughs) a lot of hours in practice. I believe you have to spend time in quiet. I believe you have to uh, spend time disconnecting. If we're always looking at what other people are making and doing and building, and you know, there's just no way that you can hear clearly, right? What's for you? And that really comes then to following your gut, which I believe you're following your gut only happens with practice, mm-hmm. quiet, and disconnecting. Yeah. And so, intuitive art that only means that's. In fact, you can't learn how to make my intuitive art, right? Then it's just learning how to make art like Gene Oliver. Intuitive art means that you've practiced and you've been quiet and you've disconnected and you've shown up and you can follow your gut because of those other three. And then you trust just that, like, just like the art behind me, that I'll know what mark to make next. I might not know the whole thing start to finish, of course. But, but by, by those other points, um, those, the practice and the quiet and the disconnecting and following my gut, I'm going to know not by looking at Pinterest, not by, uh, going online. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna only be authentic within those ways. You have to value your own symbols, Mm -hmm. your own story. You have to, you have to value them. You almost have to, um, I don't want to like, I think, uh, I, I, I don't mean to be religious about it, but you have to put them on an altar. Mm. Those, those that are your own, those things that are your own. So for me, it's the peak of a roof. It's the pitch of a house. Some of them come from here in Nova Scotia. Some of them come from, um, uh, Newfoundland. I can't like, I've, went to Arizona once and I I remember um, and Utah and I remember thinking this landscape is so beautiful like I love this I love this jaggedness and I love those love that color of sage and and then I came home and I don't have any 
you know, I don't have any depth and any relationship with it. And I can't just make it. It's, it, you know, now once in a while I'll go somewhere and it'll happen very quickly. Like um, I recently went to Sable Island, which is an island off the coast of Nova Scotia that is full of wild horses. And that's an island that uh, a place that I um, has been in my uh, imagination since I was a child. And I can, I will, that will resonate with me. And when I went to France, for some reason, France resonated with me and I could make rugs about it. But I, I can't, I can't do it without feeling it. And I don't know what it is that, but the feeling is about, about making some sort of deep connection mm -hmm. uh, that is really internal. And it's almost always related back to my childhood. And that's almost always. I don't, uh, when I travel, I don't usually create something based upon where I've gone, but I usually um, travel is extremely um, inspiring to me, but what I gather instead are color palettes, yes. but I think we see our color palettes where we go. If, you know, yep. I go to France, I'm going to pull out my color palette. You're going to yep. pull out yours. If we go to Mexico, I'm going to find mine and somebody else is going to find bright pink and orange and they'll yep. find theirs. And yep. it's having eyes to see what's around you. But like I find just compositions and I find marks mm -hmm. and I find just lines and I find those color palettes. And so, and then that's, what's authentic is that you go back to your space and whatever it is you make, it's based upon your true experience mm -hmm. and how you interpret it. Yeah. You bring it back. You bring it back to what you already have. I think. And of course, when you're away, the beauty of being away is to come back and see what, what you already had, what you all, what, what you all, what you weren't seeing anymore, because once you're absent from it, all of a sudden you're seeing it differently, you know? Um, so then I, I come back to it with, um, I'm less barren when I get home, like I'm, yeah. I'm full of something, but it doesn't mean I'm going to make that something. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to integrate it. I think a lot is about, uh, uh, authenticity is a lot about integration. It's about taking what's coming at you, like, uh, other people's ideas, other people's thoughts, books, whatever, and sort of melding them. And I think that's what happened to you when you were on, sitting on the floor in that workshop in Scotland. Um, you all of a sudden integrated the painting with your story they became it was watching her yeah it was watching her sketch out something that was authentic to her and I wasn't going to go back to my easel and recreate what's her story and it was just a reminder hey I like I have those things I have those marks and those symbols and and I think about the first time I was creating an online course and like years ago this was you know and and thinking, well, what do I have to offer? Um, other pe you can go to YouTube and you can learn things for free or other people have these classes. And, you know, especially when you're doing that first thing for the first time and feeling like inadequate and, and believe me, there was a lot of inadequacies in that first online course for sure. I watched but it, loved it. I, I loved it, it had great content, but I said, um, 2 million times and, but we can move on from that. And, um, what the thing, as I said, um, right there, that's great. <laughs> yeah. The thing 
that I went away from though, before I started filming, I'm like, what do I have? What do I have that I can do this that makes it true to who I am? Hmm. And yes, I can share techniques. Yes, I can share art processes. I can do all of that. But the thing that sets me apart, and it's not going to be for everybody, not everyone's going to like this about me is that I'm going to talk a little bit mm-hmm. in my courses. Yeah. I'm going to maybe share meaning behind things. I'm going to maybe share my thought process while I'm creating. And some people will just want to get the techniques and they're going to skip the talking. And, 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 but I believe that is that first course creatively made rediscovering the beauty of your gifts because I talked about my journey of not creating and then creating it, it connected me with other people that said, that's my story too. Mm -hmm. And if I would have thought I had to be somebody else or like somebody else's classes, or if I thought there was a template, right. Of how you're supposed to do something. I don't know if we would even have the business we have today. Mm -hmm. And so like, what do you, like you said in the beginning, who are we that we can walk out consistently and sustain it because it's hard enough. But if there's parts of ourselves that aren't true, we'll never make it. You know what scares used to scare me sometimes? I haven't been doing live workshops, but when people would come to live workshops, you know, five times, mm-hmm. I would think, and they were coming back for the fifth time. And I would think, what am I going to give them that they haven't already received? right? What do I, what can I possibly give them? And I decided there was nothing that I could give them but myself, that my own warmth, my own caring, my own depth, my own story. And so I remember like in the night, in the night before online, before uh, live workshops, I used to think I, you know, I'd be quite nervous. And, you know, as you are, you're waiting for all Mm -hmm. of these to come and you're wanting they've come a long way and you want them to have a beautiful experience and and I would just say to myself you can Deanne this is all you got is who you are like just that's all and 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 that isn't right for everyone but I figure if someone comes back to fifth time they're discerning enough to know that that it, it is right for them you know and I would always encourage people if they come a lot to learn from someone else as well to find because that's what I do too when I'm doing my online courses and when I'm teaching online I I go I talk through the process right so I'm hooking and I'm talking just the way we are now but I'm kind of talking to myself you know and I'm working things out in my own head and I think learn, learning that teaches people a lot. And you're right. Some people just want the technique. But to me, the technique is simple. Like, it's just a thing, right? It's just like, I can show you the technique in, you know, uh, 10, five-minute videos. But the making and the, the finding your own um, way through something that's a really, that's a long process. That's, uh, you know, we, we make art to understand ourselves. Well, and I have people that have come back to our workshops, like you said, over and over again. And there was a time that I would be like, oh, they've been here five times, eight times, 10 times. And, you know, but the, uh, 
the truth is what I've come to really realize is that um, I'm actually giving them space Mm -hmm. to be. I'm just giving them space. I'm giving them room. I'm giving them permission. Not that they need my permission, but they're, you know, like I'm, I'm giving them, I'm taking care of all the little things, uh, the, the food and the beverage and the environment so they can just be, so they can make connections with people. I think half the time, if we did no art that people would still walk away with their hearts full because we walk on our land and we sit in the woods and, and we slow down. And I think that's what you're giving people. You're giving people like you're opening your doors Yep. in a world where people do not open their doors as much, right. And to gather and bring people together. And you're saying, come in and you're giving them space. And I don't think anybody should ever um, underestimate the power of opening your door and giving people a, a, a place to come. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think that is a, a valuable thing because it, well, it cultivates, when you said connection, it cultivates connection. And I mean, connection is what we're all seeking. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the whole, I, I think the whole nature of, when I go back to uh, my childhood and leaving Newfoundland, um, and I, I, think, gosh, it's like 40 years ago. Why am I still knocking on that door? You know, uh, why am I still interested in that story? Why, why does it still have such a profound effect on me? And I came to the conclusion a few years ago that it was about belonging, Mm. right? That I lost my sense of belonging for a time. And that was traumatic right? And since then, I've rebuilt my sense of belonging in a very important way. And I see the value of belonging. And I think when we bring people together, we give them the opportunity to belong to each other. And that's what friendship is, in a way. Uh, Authentic friendship is about belonging to each other in, in the space that, uh, you know, in, in, in the time that we have on earth, right, that somehow we all, you know, we are belonging together. And I'm wondering what you think. Why, like, say for you and I, we made an authentic connection, and it took time, built over time. Why, what do you think um, happens between people when they make those deep connections? Or you know, the strong connections, because you, you, you meet many people. And so do I, I mean, we, mm-hmm. we encounter a lot of people online and we've never actually met in person, but we, I feel that we have um, a strength. I feel, um, I feel your authenticity. Jean. But I think that's because we both have, I, I think there's also vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know if I've ever felt truly connected to someone, um, unless there was some sense of vulnerability and, and truth behind that. Um, and I think I'm a, I'm somebody who likes to think about things and to explore ideas and you do too. And I'm not a, I'm not very good at small talk. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I really love to, to talk about the bigger things. And 
I love, um, I think that that's one thing I would say that's maybe you can answer this. I, I don't think it's really fair. I'm taking your question and turning it back on you, but, um, (laughs) but even as, as you've grown your business and become very successful, um, um, do you ever find that it has been harder to find those kinds of friendships? And I, cause I feel like part of the reason we really connected is because we also are women that have created something from our, from our gifts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do I find it hard to make connections? Well, I, I don't have the opportunity very often to make connections. I live in a rural area. I don't have the opportunity to make connections with people who are doing something that's similar to me in a different way. I don't get that opportunity. So uh, I, I, uh, I feel quite vulnerable answering that question because the truth is, I think uh, that most of the friends that I have are very, very, very old friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think of Tish and Lily who were friends for 30 <laughs> years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. My neighbor, 35 years. Like, well, Tish is longer, 40 years. Do you know when I'm just throwing out these names and when yeah. I think of people who, uh, and so I would say, I don't know if it's just, I don't know why it is, but yeah, I would say that most of my friends are very, very uh, old, old, old friends. Friends that I met in, you know, I, I studied counseling in university we did, did our master's together stuff like that yeah I would say the same for me yeah. you too yeah I just think it's harder I think it's harder as we've uh, as I've gotten older maybe yeah too but I thought it was really interesting what you said about the belonging of where you came from and and to tell you the truth I never really thought about it until you were saying I mean I have this draw obviously and I have these memories but I think it's really true that I would never say of all my life since, you know, I left home, have I ever had a place that I felt as um, connected and woven to as where I grew up. Yeah. And so I, and it's because, you know, I rode my bike all over town and because I would go to Felker's pharmacy and they would, you know, how's your dad? How's your mom? I would come back from college and They would ask me those questions. I would go to the grocery store and they, um, I mean, it was a small town of 3000. And so um, I'm just very familiar with that whole place. And, and when I think of, you know, uh, gosh, barbecues or parks or baseball games and uh, Thanksgivings and, and 4th of July, you know, I don't think of the, 35 years since then fourth hmm. fourth of yeah. july is fourth of july is sitting on a quilt outside the pose house while nancy makes homemade strawberry ice cream and everyone goes "Ooh, ah you know and yeah. and so there's a sweetness i think maybe it's because we were innocent yeah and but it there's there is a sweetness for me about that place. And not everybody's growing up is going to have that sweetness, but mine did. Um, and so that's true. Yeah. Um, 
I think there's something about being with people who know where you came from. Mm-hmm. Like I share that with my friend Tish, that she knows where I came from. And, and we know so much about each, about just not important stuff, not mm-hmm. just stuff, you know? And, and I think I love being with people who also know where they came from and value. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, that's, I don't know, that says something to me and, and yeah, you're right. And it's, it's, it's not all good for anyone where you came from either. Yeah. No, yeah. We all have, we all have, we all have. Can I say your best friend's names are adorable? I mean, Tish and Lily right there. I don't know why you're not making some rug portrait of them. They're a poetry book. I don't know. They need to be a handbag line. Uh I'll tell them. Yeah, I have, I have many, many good friends, and I'm very lucky. But you know, you, you're. I want to go back to your question that you asked me um, about. You know, am I good at making friends now? Maybe not so much, but I want to be better. Yeah, I, me too. Me I too. do. I want to be better at it, and and like I make sure that I do bring new people into my life, and and I I try. You know. Um, it's been harder the last few years, but I, because of, you know, just world circumstances, but I, I want to be better at that. I'm going to get better at it. I'm going to be better. Anyway, no, we, I, I agree. We talked longer than we meant to, I think. Okay. We'll right. wrap it up. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>